Join the cause and subscribe at sportsse.io slash players and make a difference today. Once again, that's sportsse.io slash player. I want to give a special shout out to the team at CasSource. They have made my dreams come true for this podcast and they can make yours as well. If you have any aspirations of hosting your own podcast, talk to my guy, Eric. You can find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz, K-A-Z. He is all about giving people a platform and letting their voice be heard. So reach out and you won't regret it. Welcome to From the Players Podcast, where you will hear directly from the very women who are shaping our sports softball and learn so much more of who they are off the field and beneath the jersey. I'm your host, Sydney Supley, former Northwestern softball player, and this is the place for every past or current softball players, any parent of a player, or simply a fan of the game. I see you and I love you. Thanks for being on this journey with me and growing our sport one day at a time. Now, to further your support beyond just listening to this episode, you can donate $10 a month or any number to continue to support this platform where female athletes' voices are heard and ensure that there will be plenty more episodes and individuals who are impacted in the future. As a subscriber, you will get all of the behind the scenes on this 2024 softball season from the women on the fields and myself as we make this the best year of softball yet. Welcome back to From the Players Podcast, where I am your host, Sydney Supley, and I am here with a very special guest. We have Savannah Watley from Oakley, California. She's a ripid athlete, a senior infielder for Oregon State, and a member of the Mexican national softball team. Savannah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's dive right into it. First of all, we are right around the corner from softball season. This will be your senior year. How excited are you to be back on the field? I'm super excited. I'm just ready. I feel like I've been, I got hurt last season, so I've just been ready to go since last season. I've just been cheering my team on and now I'm finally ready to like step on the field and like play an important role on the field. Your college career has been nothing short of so much successes and also obstacles you've been through. You started off your college journey at Utah where you had to take a year off due to an injury. And then you go right to Oregon State. And in your very first year, you guys make it to the Women's College World Series. Kind of bring back those memories to me and that feeling of punching your ticket to OKC. I don't think it actually hit me when we're on the field. I think it like just happened. And I was like, this is cool. And it didn't hit me really until we got like on the plane to go. And I was like, all these nerves are hitting me. Like, I'm so excited. Like, this has been like my dream. Obviously, this is one of my dreams. Like, going to the World Series, every like little girl's dream is to go there and play there. And I have like all these role models that were there. And then all of a sudden, I'm there. And it just like doesn't feel real. Like, it didn't feel like I was like actually, like it was actually happening until I was there. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's thousands more fans than I'm like used to. And like, it was a great atmosphere. It was it's something I like hope everyone like gets to experience. Like I never got to go when I was younger, but like being there like in person, it was insane. Like it was crazy, but it was a blessing for sure to be there. Oh, the atmosphere just gives you instant chills when you walk in there. 
I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. Like you said, I had the opportunity to go when I was younger and watch players playing. Then you step on that field for the first time yourself and you're like, this is everything I dreamed of and more. And and you almost have that out-of-body experience. Like you're so excited. You can't even put the feelings into words. And for you, what I think is so incredible is this was your first collegiate year. You started 31 games and you made an impact right away. Kind of what prepared you to really gain so much success already in your first year? I think my whole life I've just trained for these moments. Like I think we always train for these moments. I've always wanted to play against the best competition. I've always wanted to be on the best teams with the best players. And I was like fortunate enough to be in an area where I had like teams that were up to that caliber and were going to push me to be that player. So I think I didn't start immediately, but when I did start, I was ready to go because I knew like nothing to lose, like everything to gain at that point. And I was ready to come off the bench. I was ready to make an impact. I think basically our whole team was we play with a, the next man up mentality. And like that whole team was basically like freshmen led by like a few seniors. And it was it was an amazing year. And I think we were just all ready to go. And I think them being ready pushed me to be up to that speed, like get up to that speed or basically like get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to lose everything to gain. That is such a great line. I'm like, let me put it on a poster in my room so I can look at it every morning when I wake up. But <laughs> How much do you think just that mentality has shaped who you are off the field as well? Just that straight aggressive go-getter mindset. I think for me, I'm just very like upfront. Like I'm like what I'm prepared for, I'm prepared for. And if I'm not, I better be prepared for it. Like that's kind of like how I've like lived my life. I just like live my life, like going like head first, basically into everything. And then you fall down, you get knocked down. And it's like, all right, what can I learn? And like, what can I do better and get back up and try again? And I think that's kind of like what sports have taught me, especially softball being a sport where you fail so much. I think that's pretty much what it's taught me is like, you're going to fail and you have to learn from it. Or if you don't, you just are going to keep making the same mistake over and over and over again until you eventually like get it together. You know, I can already tell by talking with you is, you know, you might not be a very tall athlete, but you have a lot of fight in you. Like I can tell like you're going head first into everything and and you know, with that mentality, you have been through a few injuries that I kind of want to get into because, you know, softball is a game of failure. Softball is also a game where girls get hurt a lot of the time. And as girls, women, when you're stripped of the one thing that you're used to doing every single day or, or competing every single day, it can be really hard mentally. Kind of take me back to those injuries that you've battled and how you were able to find purpose within that, within your team, within yourself. I think in the moment when it first happens, I like when it happened again last year, I forget like there's other people around me and it's so easy to become like all about myself in that moment. Cause I'm like, it's about me. Like I got hurt. This is my recovery. This is my, but then you also kind of have to think about who you're impacting outside the game. Like there's a lot of people that do look up to you that I didn't even realize, like people that would text me and be like, I saw the game. I was watching. I'm so sorry that happened. Like, I was like, I didn't even realize they watched my games. Like, I didn't even realize like the impact or like getting DMs. And I'm like, I really struggled like with my injuries, with my mental health. Like, mental health has always been a thing to me where I'm very open about it. I'm very real about it. I struggled with it. I still struggle with it every day. It's like always an uphill battle, but like learning to like reach out to people that you do care about and care about you and getting that like professional help you need. It's, you'd be surprised how much like it changes like your mind and like actually helps. Like I was never a firm believer in it. I was like, yeah, I can talk, but it doesn't help unless you actually like 
try. Like unless you actually put your best effort forward. So I think for me, I like learned through my injuries that there's people around me that do want to be there for me and do want to help. And there's things I can be learning like about my teammates. Like I think last season I wasn't really in the dugout, I was more like at home than anything. Like I had a lot of PT, had a lot of things I had to do a second surgery. So I think for me, it's learning to like, just even check in with my teammates. A lot of us were hurt. So like, Hey, how are you doing? How's your PT going? How's this happening? Like what's going on with the team? Like just staying in the loop and being able to be there for my teammates, even if I'm not there, like directly, like there was a lot of things I learned about just like myself and my team and like ways to really work with other athletes too. We work with other athletes here, like going through mental health problems from injuries. So I think I had a lot of great resources and a lot of great teammates surrounding me that helped me a lot too through my like injuries. You know, I think as an athlete, we're taught from day one, really just how to be so tough. And no matter what happens, you kind of put your head down, you grind it out. But we're learning really within this era of life as at times you do have to say like, hey, I need help getting through this obstacle, physical, mental, emotional, whatever it is. And for somebody who maybe is feeling that way, but is, is scared to get help or think it might make them look weak or doesn't know how to be vulnerable, what would you say to them that no, that's actually really strong if you say like, I need to lean on somebody right now. I would say that like, you're not alone. Like I always tell people like, my DMs are open. My, everything's open. I try to go through them. Sometimes they get, I don't really know fully how the DMs work right now. There's like four <laughs> so, like figuring it out, but my DMs are open. Like there's a bunch of like amazing people I'm sure that are like in your life that you might not realize, but they do care. There's like, I did that too. I just shut people out. But I would say, there are people that do want to listen to and will listen to you. You just, it's okay to like, if anything, being vulnerable is more like, it's stronger. Like being vulnerable is like the strongest thing you can do. Being able to share those emotions is hard and that's going to ultimately like make you stronger. But I would just say like, it doesn't make you weak. Like there's thousands of athletes. I'm sure like everyone's favorite athletes, like they may not realize it, but they struggle too. And they do get help or they do have people they lean on to. So. You're not alone in that. And there are people that are there for you. Very well said. And would you say that these injuries have only made you a stronger version of yourself, a stronger teammate, all of the above? I would say all of the above. I would also say that it helped me get closer to God, like a lot, like a lot. Like I had nothing, like everything stripped away from me and not really stripped, but basically like your whole identity is in softball until you realize like it's not like it can all be gone one day. And I think that's what really was like, I have nobody but Jesus in my life. So I was like, I just, that like helped me really get close to him and realize like I have to lean on him and everything and things I don't understand and things I might not like and the, the things that go on in my life, I have to like lean on him to stay in me. It's amazing how sometimes it takes people, I myself went through this losing what they felt like was everything at the time. And then you end up gaining, which is everything actually. And it fulfills you in such a deeper way so I guess through these injuries, through figuring out how can I feel more connected with my teammates while I had to sit out, then battling through all of your mental, emotional, spiritual, you have to feel so ready, so free to go play softball, not only physically, but I feel like just being in a headspace, you're like, I'm doing what I love, but it's not all of me. It doesn't define me. Without it, I'm okay. Yeah, I think for me, my thing right now is like, it's already like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And it's already written. Like God has a plan for my life, whether it's softball, whether it's not. And right now, while I have this platform, while I am able 
to do interviews like this, why I am able to play softball and be on social media and get to work with Rip It, like, which is awesome. I love them. They're amazing. But while I get to do that, I think it's also a blessing to be able to share what I've been blessed with and the gift that I've been given, which is like salvation. Well, you are the perfect segue in to us shouting out Rip It because like you said, they are absolutely wonderful in being a partner, not only with you, but this podcast from the players. And honestly, it is truly a dream partnering with them and how much our values align. Rip It, their entire mission is all about elevating female athlete performances and understanding that women and girls in sports like softball deserve gear specifically tailored to their needs and meet all of the unique needs that a female entails. And what I love is I feel like they go beyond elevating not only female athletic performance, but partnering with me, with you, they're elevating women's voices in sports. So you've been with them for two years. They absolutely love you. They feel like you represent everything this brand embodies on the field, off the field. For you, what has your journey been like as a Rip It athlete? When they reached out to me, I was like, me? Everybody? <laughs> me? That's it was crazy to me. Like, I was so excited. I didn't really know, like, truthfully, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I was like, yes, immediately, yes. We sat down with, like, the pitch. I'm pretty sure it was Tara McGowan was on it. And first of all, she's amazing. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Oh, my- I'd be rivals, but I was still, like, fangirling, which is funny. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, we all sat down in the meeting and they basically explained the vision of, like, wanting to build women's sports and wanting to give women their own gear. Like, that's specifically tailored to our bodies. And I was like, that's perfect. I have feet problems. It's probably because of my cleats. <laughs> like, awesome. So I got to get on that call and I was just like amazed by like what they are doing and like who they're bringing in and like all the people. Like, I was like, Grace Lyon, like, you have all these big names. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is something I want to be a part of. Like, this is exciting. And I'm like, it's super exciting to see how women's sports is taking off and how the gear is like finally lining up and Rip It is finally the brand to get in there and make clothes like specifically tailored for women which is awesome and everyone that you mentioned not only are they great softball players but they're even better humans which is the best part you can tell rip it 100 percent did their research and making sure they found athletes that really embodied who they were and it's like you said women's sports is so exciting with how much it's on the rise you look at volleyball you look at women's basketball right now with caitlin clark i just watched a solo crowd that she put on again for the millionth time in a row last night. Now you look at softball and the numbers we're reaching and we just have to say we're so thank you to Rip It. And we actually, both of us, have our Rip It gear with us that we're going to show off all of our amazing stuff that they've been sending us that you have to check out. And some great news for all of our listeners is, yep, here we go. Rip It is offering you an exclusive 15% discount. Just use the code from the players when you shop at ripit.com. And this is your chance to experience the same quality gear that helps Savannah and countless other athletes absolutely excel on the field. So big thanks to Rippin. We love you. We're excited for this partnership. She's still showing off her gear. I mean, it's just, <laughs> we could go on for days about how much we love them. <laughs> but one thing you mentioned earlier in the podcast that I wanted to circle back to is you said, I didn't even realize all of the young girls or people in general that watch my games. And I think as college athletes, we don't even realize the eyes that we have on us at times. And it's sometimes tell honestly, we're done playing, which I've realized in myself. But for you and being able to realize that kind of partway, well, you still have more of your career. What does that mean to you? What is the message you want younger girls to get when they follow you on social media, when they watch you during a game? 
Honestly, I still fully like I realize, but I don't realize like sometimes I just get so stuck within myself. And I think it's good to know that there are people that like also share the same stories. I think for me, like my message is like, it's okay to deal with mental health. Like it's normal. Like it's way more normal than you think, especially in athletes. Like it's okay to get help. I think another thing I would say is that life is not just softball. You can only play so long. Your body will only allow you to play so long. Like, so I think finding who you are outside of the game for me, my, my identity is in Christ. And I, that's something like, I'll always say like, I am nothing without him. And I wouldn't be on this podcast without him. And I wouldn't even be at this school without him. There's so many like amazing people and amazing things that he's done in my life. And like, I truthfully, I truthfully don't know where I would be without Jesus in my life. I just don't. And it like makes me emotional. Sorry. It makes me emotional because of like all the things he's brought me through and people he's brought into my life and like amazing things that like, I didn't realize that were going on behind the scenes. Like I was like, why am I, why am I in this season of like hardship? And then after that season, I'm like, Oh, it's pretty cool. Like this is, this <laughs> oh, this was worth it. This is honestly worth it. And I think I learned a lot through my injuries and I learned a lot through like trials that I went through in my life and it made me who I am. And I'm like really thankful for it. Mm, so good. And yeah, someone told me this years ago, and I think about all the times he's always on time. You know, he's never early. He's never late. And something's happened so often, especially when, you know, as female athletes, we look at our career sometimes, you know, just in college and one injury comes up or one season doesn't go the right way. You just don't understand. And you realize that God, faith, whatever you want to believe, everything happens for a reason. It really does. And it's just, it's making you a stronger woman, a stronger parent, a stronger player, whatever your role is in life, it happened for a reason. And I think that's the greatest part of, you know, we talk about mental health even earlier about never being alone. And while you're so much more than a softball player and everybody who's listening to this podcast is, softball is our gift to connect with other people like each other. And I think that's the coolest part of it all. It's like, sometimes we have to remember it's so much more than just a game where we're trying to hit over 300. But it's a game that's allowed us to make our best friends, our best memories, connect us with our families and our friends. And I think that's the greatest part of the sport. Oh, I agree. 100%. 100%. Yeah. When you look at Oregon State and your team, tell me a little bit about your culture and what people should be looking forward to with this specific team as they're about to take the field. I'm super excited for this team. This team is talented. Like everybody is pushing each other every day. There's never been like a day off. Like, at all. Nobody has a day off. Like everybody's competing for a spot. It's really competitive. We have a great pitching staff this year. I think our team really preaches accountability and that's what we've stood by this year. And I think we've done a great job so far of being accountable for our actions and being accountable for being on time, getting good grades, being in the weight room, pushing each other. We have a really exciting team. There's a lot of fun energy that everybody brings. I think it's like just a breath of fresh air. Like I said, nothing to lose, everything to gain. We might not be where we want to be right now, like in the rankings and everything, but I think we'll be able to show out within like the first few weeks. It's so awesome, like how amazing my teammates are and how much people have grown and how much work people have put in to really build this program for this last year of the Pac-12. And that's the best part. And, and truthfully, I mean, rankings, they are what they are, but the preseason ones, it's like you only use that to light a fuel, like a fire under you. Because it's never about where you start. It's all about where you finish. So it's like, we used to, at Northwestern, would be like, okay, like, rank us lower. Like, make us mad. Let us come in with the underdog mentality. Like, that got us going. And I think that's something for your team, too, that I'm excited to see you guys continue to prove people wrong. Yeah. We're proving yourself right, most importantly. 
Yeah, we always say like, make it rain harder. Like that's like our one of our sayings. And it's like, all right, it. raining, make it rain harder. I mean, it rains in Oregon all the time, but <laughs> the us, it's like we have like another chip on our shoulder or like make it rain harder. It's just like, it's just more motivation to like do good and to play well and to play like our game basically. Yeah, make it rain harder. I am obsessed with that. Well, staying on the field, moving to a different team. In 2017, it was the first time you became a member of the junior Mexican national team. And we talked a little bit before coming on, but update everybody listening about how you're still involved and hopefully will be involved even more shortly. Playing for Team Mexico has always been one of my dreams. And playing the Olympics is obviously one of my like major goals. That's like one of my ultimate goals after college, after I'm done with my college career. But right now I'm just working on uh, getting a passport and hopefully I get it soon and I get to go play this. Team Mexico. I'm so excited. There's a lot of great talent on that team. And a lot of the girls, like I just met a lot of them for the first time in summer, sometime in summer. And they were all really, really cool. They're all teaching me. I'm still learning Spanish. So I'm learning, but I'm not perfect, but I'm learning a little bit, a little bit at a time. But it's a great team. It's an honor to be able to play for Mexico and represent the family like that raised me. Honestly, I feel like playing for a national team. Actually, you know, we met for the first time at the USA Junior National Trials, which is so funny. But even like, even in that moment, just putting on any t-shirt that says any national team, it's like the ultimate award of just being able to, like you said, represent so much more than yourself. When you talk about the people who raised you, tell me a little bit more about those people. So my mom's side of the family, I grew up mostly with like a single parent. So my mom's side of the family, they're all Mexican. They're all from like, we have a lot of family in Mexico. And I feel like I grew up kind of like rooted in Mexican tradition. They didn't teach me Spanish somehow, but (laughs) (laughs) I've learned everything like about the culture. That's how I was raised. Like that's the food I eat. Like I love everything about it. I've always loved it since I was younger. I didn't like quite get to grow up with my other side. I did here and there, but I didn't get to quite grow up with my other side. So to me, like those are the people that raised me and taught me my work ethic and taught me how to work hard and push for anything that I want. Like anything I want is attainable as long as I've worked for it. And that's just something that's like always been a thing in my household. I wasn't given much, but I did earn a lot. And we that's what my mom taught me. She's like instilled that from like young age. My grandma instilled that from a young age. Like I was never given anything. I had to earn it. And that's yeah, that's basically the side of the family that raised me. I mean, your mom sounds like a wonderful woman. And I love that you earned everything because I think so often in life, athletics, woman, it's really easy to be like, oh, she got lucky. No, she worked for it. No. Behind all the closed doors, behind all when the lights are off, like those are the moments people don't see. And I'm guessing those are all lessons that your mother embodies that you probably were able to watch from a young age and just how she went about life too. Oh yeah. Yeah. She raised me and my sister and my sister is like, insanely we both played like three sports growing up like went to private school so she made it work i don't know how she did it but she did it and now she's like oh like you can just sit back now like you don't have to do anything but she still pushes herself like she wants to go back to school i'm like oh my gosh that was like don't do it (laughs) but no yeah she's going back to school like she's still like embodies that like she still is wanting to better herself like even working out like she has a six packs and i'm like i just don't get it like that's so awesome for you but Oh my gosh, go off. I'm going to have to meet this lady. (laughs) You have a specific memory with your mom in softball, maybe your first college game, World Series, or when you became a ripping athlete, any of that that really stands out to you? 
Yeah, actually, the Super Regional, before we went to the World Series, it was at Stanford, which is where, like, my mom actually works at Stanford, which is funny. So, majority of my family got to be there, and I think, like, the first thing I did, like, we punched the ticket, I was like, awesome, like, we ran together, we got on the field, and, like, the first thing I did once they, like, gave us the hats and everything, like, I ran straight up to my mom, and I was like, we did it, like, we did, like, you did it, I didn't even, I don't even think I said we, I think I said you did it, like, and, like, my sister was there. My sister actually gave up softball so I could go play because it was just too expensive for both of us to do it. Wow. She's got it. She's good. But um, <laughs> She's got the smarts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got that. She's good. But she did give up the sport so I could continue playing. And, like, it meant, like, a lot, not just, like, to me, but to them to even be in that position, to be D1, to even be at Oregon State, to be at the go to the World Series. It was just, like, it was insane how it all happened. It just like wasn't coincidence. I was like, there was just no coincidence that we were not supposed to be at Stanford, like for the super regional, like with you know, around me. And I was like, you guys put me here. Like the reason I'm here is because of them. It was like the most like amazing moment. Like I was like crying. Like obviously I was sobbing. Like I was like, oh my gosh. Like I don't even know. Like I didn't even know what was like fully going on yet. Like I was like, we did it, but I didn't get it. They did. They were crying. It's just like an amazing like family moment and like just to see like all their hard work of like putting me through like softball and like working nonstop to keep me in softball and the best teams was like, it was all worth it. Gosh, that gave me chills. I mean, talk about two women who, I mean, just absolutely had your back and were willing to put everything into your dream. And I think that's the coolest part of the story is it became their dream as well, watching you. Oh yeah. If you had to give like a little bit of a thank you at all to them, what would you say? (sighs) I might cry, honestly. They're just two amazing, like, role models. Like, my mom took on the mom and dad role from a long, like, a young age. And so did my sister. My sister very much kept me in place. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. She was my sister, but she kept me in place. And I know when I was going through a lot, they were really, like, there for me. Like, I guess I would say, like, thank you for being there for me. Thank you for pushing me to stay in the sport. I wanted to give up. And you knew, like, that wasn't the right path for me. You knew what God was calling me into before I ever did. Thank you for always having my back. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry. So bad. <laughs> Thank you for always having my back. And oh, this is like harder than I thought. I don't know if I could ever actually do this to their face. Like, I would probably like just sob. I wouldn't be able to get words <laughs> out. But thank you for always, you know, keeping me, keeping me rooted. And mom, thank you for always whooping my butt when I needed it, <laughs> basically. <Your> moms do. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. I really, need, as much as I hated them in the moment, I needed them. And, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. So, oh, well, I could not think of a better way to wrap it up. And you know what I can't wait for is your mom, your sister to hear this. But not only that, every single mother listening or every single parent, it takes a family, it takes a village, whether it's your family, your friends, or anyone to be able to play the sport at the highest level like you're doing. It takes businesses like Rip It and so much more that make this world go around. It really makes this softball women's sports athletics and we are both so entirely grateful and savannah thank you so much for coming on from the players podcast we will be cheering for you in oregon state and also team mexico this season thank you go beeves
In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.